Right now at Safeway, shop the big BOGO sale and get all your favorite cleaning essentials. Buy one, get one 50% off. Head into Safeway and shop for select items like Febreze air fresheners, Airwick scented oil refills, Glade three wick candles, Mr. Clean antibacterial cleaner, Method all purpose cleaner, or soft scrub cleanser. And get them buy one, get one 50% off. Offer expires November 28th. Restrictions apply. Visit Safeway.com or head into your local store for full offer details. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, speak to us now. We're open and we're ready. And we declare that there are no distractions, that there is nothing fooling with us, messing with us in the way, but we are open and ready to receive. This is therapy. Therapy means healing, which means, God, we lay ourselves out on the surgery table of the Spirit and say, heal us today. Why? Our future needs us that way. Our April needs us that way. May needs us that way. June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Our future needs us healed. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Somebody give God a praise right there. Hallelujah. So let's jump in, guys. Our series, as you know, is group therapy. Here's what we're doing. We're looking at how we live. We're learning. Then we are living better. And what have we learned so far? Number one, no one is exempt from wounds. I don't care how anointed you are. I don't care how much you pray. I don't care how much you worship. I don't care how spiritual you are. I don't care how many hymns you know. I don't care how many Bible verses you can quote. Please make this declaration and say, nobody is exempt from wounds. How do you know that, Bishop John 16 and 33? It says, I have said these things to you that you may have peace. In other words, he says, I'm telling you up front, you're going to deal with some wounds, but don't let that rock your world. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Because sometimes when you get wounded, you think something is wrong. When you get betrayed, you think something is wrong. When people walk out, you think something is wrong. On days you're discouraged because who started 2021 with you has not made it even through March with you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. 
You will think that something is wrong. But Jesus says, he says, I said these things to you that you may have peace. What is peace? The Hebrew word shalom. He says, I'm telling you up front that when you're wounded, nothing is still missing. Nothing is still broken. Nothing is lacking. Nothing is broken. All is well. Check this out. You are still shalom even if you're dealing with a wound. I need you to stop letting your wounds mess with your peace. I wish you would let somebody that ain't even in your life anymore mess with your peace. I wish you would let somebody that's talking about you mess with your peace. Jesus says, I'm telling you up front, you're going to deal with some wounds, but I need you to have peace. Lay your hands on yourself and say, don't lose your peace. I I said these things to you that in me you may have peace. Check it out. He says you're only going to have this if you remain in me. Which means if you disconnect from God, if you disconnect from church, if you disconnect from worship, if you disconnect from serving, if you disconnect from logging on, if you disconnect. This pandemic has really, watch me, it's really showed you just how strong your relationship with the Lord is. Because for some of you, watch me, you found out that you saved for real, for real. How do you know? Because even when I couldn't walk into a building or, or even when I couldn't do what I normally would do, I found out that I know him beyond just knowing him through somebody else. You know him beyond your mama and them. You know him beyond your cousin and them. He says, watch me, in this world you will have tribulation. Somebody says, it's going to happen. But take heart. In other words, he says, don't lose heart. I need you to say it like you from South Central Los Angeles. Say heart. He says, don't lose heart. Heart in scripture, the New Testament is the word cardiac, which means mind. He says, do not lose your mind because you are dealing with mess. Okay, I'm going to say it so everybody in the back give me. Do not lose your mind. Take your mind. In other words, mess is going to try to make you messy, but I need you not to become what you're going through. I need you not to become and take on the spirit of your circumstances. Don't you lose your mind. Why did he say that? I have overcome the world. Check it out. He says the world is going to wound you, but I beat that. The world is going to wound you, but I beat that. In other words, what's around you may wound you, but I already beat that. So when you get to it, all I need you to do is walk it out. Where? On the east side, walk it out. On the west side, walk it out. On the south side, walk it out. On the north side, walk it out. I don't need you to touch anybody, but look at somebody next to you and say, just walk it out. I watch this, watch this. You are going to be wounded. How do you get wounded? Actions and words can wound you. And I've said this to you, I think that words are worse than actions because words, the scripture teaches, are spirit, which means they transcend time. There are certain things you still fight through as an adult that you were told as a child. How many can be honest with me? Wave at me. There are certain things you heard that every time you get to something, it will pop on your mind and you'll remember the moment. Let me show you, let me get in your business. You'll remember the moment, you'll remember the smells. You remember everything about that moment you were <clears throat> wounded with the word. That's because the enemy says, I hope that I can poison him as a little boy and poison her as a little girl so that when they become an adult, watch me, I don't have to do anything new because the wound I already introduced will stop them. But what he did not anticipate is you coming to therapy. What he did not anticipate is you coming to group therapy this month and getting some healing. Why? Your future needs you that way. And I don't care what words were introduced to you that made you doubt yourself, that made you fearful, that made you weak. I need you to make this declaration and say, I release the pain of the words that wounded me. Y'all ain't saying it like you mean it. Say, I release the pain of the words that have wounded me. 
Accents and words can wound you. And what did I say on Wednesday? Do not regret your wounds. Here's how many people live. And, and you know people who live in regret because they're in perpetual grief. They're never happy about anything for anybody, including themselves. They get everything they pray for, and it's never enough. They have everything they want, and it's never enough. Well, watch me. Watch me. They, they are never, ever satisfied or happy unless there is suffering going on. They can't even be around you without starting something with you. Because they live in regret. And what is regret? Regret is perpetual grief. It means you never exit the grieving process. And the fifth and final stage of the grieving process is acceptance. They never ever accept what it is that they have been dealt. They never ever get to the place where they say, okay, this happened, but guess what? It's not going to stay in me. Because if I let the water from outside the boat get up in my boat, it's going to pull my boat down. And I refuse to let my boat sink because of something on the outside that got on the inside. Say, I, I, say I have no regrets. Uh -uh, I need you to say it in this building or online. I need you to type it in all caps like you holler it. Say, I have no regrets. Yes, you did everything they said you did, and it's a whole lot of stuff don't nobody know nothing about. But guess what? You are not who they say you are. Why, Bishop? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are made new. Somebody say, I have no regrets. Do not regret that you took the job. Do not regret that you met the man. Do not regret that you had the child. Do not regret that you got married. Do not regret that you got divorced. Do not. I need you to stop living in regret because it's tearing up your now because you're mad about your past. And I'm going to tell somebody, you got to stop judging your future by your... You have no regrets. You have no regrets for moving cities. You have no regrets for taking a trip. You have no regrets for buying this or that. Why? Because I may have done it and it may have not ended up well, but he's the God that takes all things. And he makes them work together. But I wish you were sitting next to somebody that knew God's about to turn something on. I just need somebody in this building to hop up and turn around one time. Somebody online needs to hop up from your seat. Hop up and turn around one time. I have no regrets. Why? He's about to use it and get the glory out of my... No regrets. No, yes, I did all that and a whole lot more, and I don't regret none of it. Look over at somebody and say, no regrets. Oh, find you somebody else that when you tell them that they can praise God after you say it. Look at them and say, no regrets. I need you to find somebody else that when you tell them that, they'll shout when you say that. Look at them and say, I have zero regrets. You don't have to torture yourself for what you did. You don't have to torture yourself for what you didn't do. Now hopefully this fourth one's going to shout real loud. Look at somebody and say, I promise you, I have zero regrets. I ain't walking around with my head down. I ain't walking around feeling depressed. I ain't walking around feeling like a failure. I have no Watch me, watch me, be seated, be seated. I needed to get you free. I needed to get you free. 
because the enemy keeps throwing stuff in your face as if this is your last day. I'm here to tell you life's about to get real good for you. Let me talk over here because they ain't saying nothing over there. I'm here to tell you life's about to get real good for you. Come on, middle section. Life's about to get really good for you. Come on, YouTube, Facebook, Harvest Channel. Life's about to get real good for you. Say no regrets. Say it is what it is and what it's about to be. Oh, I want to go up in the spirit. That K under my shut. Say it's about to blow my mind. Say it again. It's about to blow my mind. Say it again. It's about to blow my mind. Point to somebody and say it's gonna blow your mind. The devil should have killed you when he had you. He should have got you when he had you. He should have got you when you were suicidal. He should have got you when you were depressed. But baby, you ain't got no regrets now. I... All right, let's go. Come on, Facebook, where y'all at? Come on, YouTube, where y'all at? Come on, Harvest Channel, where y'all at? Say no regrets. Don't you, look at, listen to me real carefully. And don't you ever, and I need to talk to you like, listen, just for a moment, let me talk real direct. And don't you ever let anybody throw your past in your face. If they come talking that past talk, you need to say, let me help you understand something. I don't live from regret. I did all of that, and can I be honest, it's a whole sheet of paperwork of stuff you don't know nothing about. But the same God that covered you is the same God that covered me. And the same God that's about to blow your mind. He already started blowing mine. All right. Y'all sit down. 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 Woo! Don't regret that you had the son. You are about to raise up a Moses. Don't regret that you had a daughter. You are about to raise up a Hadassah. Don't you regret that you lost that money. God was using it as seed. Don't you regret that you got your car repo. Don't you regret your house for Say, I have no regrets. Y'all sit down. 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 I'm about to give you 30 seconds to give God a I have no regrets praise. One, two, somebody say no regrets. Three, give him a no regrets praise. Go. Come on, 915. I have no regrets. Matter of fact, some of y'all ought to take the devil off and just dance because you don't have any. about to take your worst decision ever and turn that thing around for your good. He's about to take your worst decision ever 
No regrets. One, two, three. No regrets. All right, be seated. Let me go. Let's go. Let's go. I just need you to get free of what you used to be, what you used to do. So he said, Bishop, it was yesterday. Baby, that's past. Bishop, it was this morning. That's the past. I need you to be present in the now. Let's go. Say, I have no regrets. Don't regret trusting him as a friend. You trusted. That is what it is. Don't you regret it. Say, I have no regrets. Let's go to work. You can be seated if you can. If you can't, just rock. Shake and rock and rock and shake. Shake and rock and rock and shake. Shake and rock and rock and shake. Let's go. Jeremiah 10, 19. This is the prophet Jeremiah. Say he's the man of God. He's saying this. Woe is me because of my hurt. In other words, uh, the first part of the verse, he's playing the victim. Because when you live in regret, which many of us can do, you begin to play the victim. And here's what the enemy will do. As you age, he'll make you feel like a fool. Because you'll say, I wasted my 20s. I wasted my, th who am I, th I wasted this year, I wasted that, I wasted that, and I need you to say this, I am not a victim. He says, woe is me because of my hurt. My wound is grievous, but watch the middle of the verse, and this is where I need you to get, this is your butt. Someone say, this is my butt, on the line. But I said, it's literally on the line, right? Here it is, but I said, say, I have to say it to myself. See, because, listen, I can say it to you all day long. The reason I have you say it out of your mouth is you need to hear you say it. Because you said a lot of negative stuff to yourself. And now what we're doing as you're healing is you are reversing what it is that you said negative. And when you said things are not going to improve for you, you're reversing those things to say they're about to improve for me. When you said I can't take anymore, you're reversing it and saying, baby, I'm built to handle a whole lot more than this. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. Say, I said, I must bear this. So, so Jeremiah, the first part of the verse, he's in regret. He's a victim. And how do you know that you're living in regret is you victimize yourself? What, what do you mean? You make yourself the victim. I can't believe my mama did me like this. I can't believe my cousin did me like this. Well, you better believe it because it's done. I can't believe who I was good to did me like this. Like, it just is what it is. I need you not to regret it, and I need you not to sit in the seat of a victim. I need you not to sit in the seat of a victim. I need you not to think you were taken advantage of. Why? Because for you, everything that you lose is seed. I feel a go up all the way. I feel, give me this cash off the, the people offered. Just give me a little bit. That's good. That's enough. Let me have it. Let me have it. Thank you. Thank you. Here's the deal. So here's the deal. So you may say, well, Bishop, I made a, I made a bad business deal. But you, but you are a believer in Jesus. Which means it leaves my hand, but it doesn't leave my life. Yes, it was a bad business deal, but baby, that was just seed on my, on my, on my, on my next business. Yeah, you made a bad relationship decision, but, but that's not the end for you because you're a believer. Which means all that was was a down payment on the real thing. 
You maybe had some family do you wrong, and that's all right. God says, I needed to get them up out of your space so that I can replace them with somebody that's going to. Wow. Say, I must bear it. I could go all the way up there. I'm just going to be honest with you. I could spend 20 minutes right there. And there's a, there's a, there's a pushing in this 915. It's in this building, and I know it's online, too. There's a pushing in here. Why? God says, we only got a few more days to get you healed before April. So we got to speed this thing up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. He says, I must bear it. What does bear mean? I must accept it. So you have to accept your wounds. You can't heal from what you won't accept is there. Then you have to advance from it. So I accept it, but now I advance from it. I choose to move forward from it. Say, I'm keeping it moving. Like, are you going to stay stuck? You know what gets me? And, and this is, if you can relate to me, I look back <coughs> over certain times where wounds entered my life, and, and, I, and I look at some of the stuff I pondered. And, 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 what, and what gets me is how I was willing, you ready, to quit because of people who were not why I started. Can anybody relate to that? Like you talking about I'm about to give up cause of her, cause of him, cause of them. They didn't call you so why are you letting them answer the phone? Like, okay, I accept it but I'm, I'm moving forward. Old school church says I got a charge to keep and a God to glorify. But then look at the next part. But then forgive. And this is the thing. Forgive means I release them from punishment. What does this mean? I, re I, I release you from trying to punish you in my mind. Because unforgiveness, here's what unforgiveness says. Unforgiveness says, I'm going to teach you a lesson all in my head. So in your mind, they just inhale. But in life, they smile and cheesing at the stone. Can I tell you why God, please listen to me. Can I tell you why God sometimes lets you see people who wounded you happy? It's so that you get your mind off of them and get your mind on your healing. And there's nothing better than to push you to heal than to see your enemy happy. I wish there were some honest people in this room. I wish there were some honest people online. Like, you're good, and then all of a sudden, that algorithm will pull up a page you ain't seen in months. Ain't, who am I? You haven't seen it in years. And you're looking at them just smiling and happy. You're like, you wouldn't have a window, nor a pot. And what you got now, I put on your back. What? And the reason God lets you see that, he says, now listen, if you will forgive them, I will deal with them, but I can't handle them until you let it go. And forgiveness says you let it go. That means you give up trying to punish them. You give up trying to keep tabs on them. You give up expecting an apology from them. Am I talking to anybody? Say, I choose to forgive. And, and here's the deal. And for some of you, you, watch me, here's why forgiveness is difficult. It's because there's no separation between you and the wounder. So because there's no separation between you, the wounded, and the one who wounded you, because there's no separation between the two, you are perpetually reintroduced to the womb because every time you see them, you're reminded of the womb. And so it's a little bit more difficult for you. So I don't want to, I don't even, listen, can I keep it 100 with you? I don't want to pretend like it's not more difficult. 
right? Because it's more difficult when you have to see them every day. It's more difficult when they sit right next to your cubicle. Let's, come on. It's more difficult when you all have to ride in the truck all day together. But the way you handle it is still the same. Can I be honest with you? The closer the sandpaper, the, re the more refined what's being sanded. I'll back that thing up so you get it. The closer the sandpaper, the more refined what's being sanded. For some of you, it had to happen close to you so it could refine you. It had to happen close to you so that it could help you. Because there's some edges on you that are going to be too rough for your April. So he let who wounds you be close to you so that they could get up on you. And while they are abrasive toward you, what's happening is God says, I'm refining you because come April, you are about to hit acceleration. I Let's go up for a moment and say, and my next 12. They'll be my best 12. So, so listen, listen, listen. Why? Because wounds, as I just mentioned, they perfect you. 2 Peter 1.3. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Check this out. What we didn't realize, though, is that many times what he uses to grant something to us or to perfect us is wounds. Wounds actually perfect you. They make you better. And what did we learn on Wednesday? That wounds improve your walk. Now listen to this one. Psalm 119.71. This is going to be your testimony. You ready for this? Here's your testimony. It's good for me. In other words, people say, you mad? Ooh, nah, baby, I'm glad. It was good for me that I was afflicted. It was good for me that I was talked about. Come on, I'll get to yours in a minute. It was good for you that you were betrayed. It was good for you that you were lied on. It was good for you that you were done dirty. It was good for you that you were thrown away like yesterday's trash. It was good. That made you find your own value. It Somebody say, it was good for me that I was afflicted. It was good your daddy walked out. Come on, I'm gonna come down your road. It was good that your mama treated you different than the others. Let's go. It was good that your cousin looked at you like that. Come on, y'all, ain't gonna talk. What are you trying to do, Bishop? I'm trying to push that wound up out of you. I'm trying to make you confront it and deal with it because you don't have time to let that hold you down anymore. Everybody say, it was good for me. It was good for me that I was afflicted. Now, while you're being wounded, it don't feel good. But when you look back on it, you're going to say, but it was for my good. And why does the psalmist say it? This is the psalm, same psalmist. If you remember, remember how we said, my wounds are foul and festering because of my foolishness? Now look what he says. He says, my wounds are foul and festering, but now look at what he says. Come on, if you've been here for the series, you know. He says, my wounds are foul and festering. They stink and they are unpleasant to deal with. But now look at what he says. But I'm glad it happened. Like, there's some people you've been mad at, you need to be like, thank you. And they're going to be like, what are you thanking me for? You push me to God. Look at the verse. That I might learn your statutes. My wounds push me to his word. What's his word? He is his word. So whenever my wounds push me to his word, what really happens is I got pushed to Jesus. How do you know that? John chapter 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, which means he is his word. So if I get pushed to his word, I get pushed to Jesus. You never would have opened your Bible had he not hurt you. You never would have came to church had they not done you like they did you. For some of you, God had to get you out of what you were in to get you into what you were ordained to be here. And he used a wound to get you. Let me go Prince for a moment. He used controversy to get you here. He said, it was good for me that 
I was afflicted. Because I wouldn't have learned unless I had been wounded. I wouldn't have worshipped. See, people criticize your worship, but that's because they didn't see your wound. So you might say, why are he doing all that jumping? You didn't see when I was being cut. You didn't see. Y'all ain't going to talk. Why are he doing all that running? You didn't see when I was being wounded. So I dare you criticize my worship or my. I just need to check this room and check online. Is there anybody that can say, watch me worship God and not worry about who's around me? Go. Five. Go. Go. Four. Go. I'm not worried about who's around me. Three. My wounds push me to his word. My wounds push me to his word. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So watch. Wow. Say, it was good for me. Say, I appreciate it. Say, thank you. Here's, here's, here's what the enemy was hoping would happen when you were wounded. Is that it would push you from God. Let's have an honest conversation. There are some wounds that our first response was to go from God. Can I get some hand waving emojis online? Like, there are many that push you right to the Lord. There are some that you are like, uh-uh, God. And you normally have good, good gospel music playing. And you turned on your ratchet stuff that day. You, can I get some honest people? You... You turned on some of that Dr. Luke, and it wasn't Dr. Luke from the Bible, because y'all ain't going to sit there and look at me with that judgmental tone of face. You found your ratchet mix that day. For my 915ers that don't know what ratchet means, Google it. <laughs> like, you were like, mm -mm, I don't want to hear no melodies from heaven. I don't want to hear no rain down on, on me. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Because God, the way I want to talk to them right now, the way I want to handle this right now, I don't want to hear no Yahweh, no way today. Let's be honest. But I'm so glad you didn't stop there. I'm so glad God let you have your little moment and then you bounce back. I'm so glad he let you say your little piece. I need some honest people at this 9.15. Stop acting like you didn't have a human response to a human wound. Who can be honest that God let you have your moment, but then you got back up and said, but I will bless the Lord at all times. Look, look. He lets you have your human moment. And he's like, get up. Accept, advance, forgive. Say it. Accept, advance, forgive. Say it. Accept, advance, forgive. Say it. Accept, advance, forgive. So as you heal, because that's the healing process, as you heal, your wounds can scar. As fibrous tissue replaces normal skin, and I've showed you this, so that you can see it in a natural, which paints a spiritual picture. The Apostle Paul says natural things teach us spiritual principles. So check this out. The strength of the scar, because whenever your wound heals, that skin is stronger than the normal skin around you. There are things about you, everybody listen, that are abnormal in a good way. That is because a wound, as it healed, produced a scar. You're not afraid to start over. 
because there's been wounds that left you where you had to start over. So you're not afraid of losing stuff. Because you have stuff, but stuff does not have you. I, why? I got a womb there, and that womb that I have has made me stronger there. You're not afraid to take risks. That's why you walk by big faith. Because you've taken some risks that cut your leg up. But you healed. So now you have strength there that's better than the normal skin that's around it. Are you still here, 915? Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Harvest Channel. Say, I'm not scared now. Say, I'm stronger in that area. You're not afraid if somebody walks in and says, I'm done. You're like, oh, okay, well, thank you for the time we had. Next. Thank you. Next, next. Why? I've been scarred there, and so you can use your absence as a way to manipulate my present. This, as a wound heals, you see even on the remodeling stage, you see how that skin looks different? Because God leaves your scars to remind you of your story, which is where you were wounded, but that's now where you have strength. I need to slow that down because I need you to get that because most people, here's what we do now, they have stuff that comes on TV says, well, it'll clean up your scars. Because you say, well, I don't want to see this scar because it's going to show people my story and it doesn't look like everybody else. If you were supposed to look like and be like everybody else, no. You have an anointing everybody else don't have. Where did you get it from? My scars. <laughs> Where did scars come from? Your wounds. That's why when you pray for people to get healed, it don't take two, three, four, five, six, seven, maybe that. When you pray, all of a sudden it manifests. Why? You got a wound from some stuff and you've got a scar. I just wish there were some people in this building that could give God glory. Watch me. Not for your ups, but for your downs. Not for your strength, but for your scars that made you strong. One, two, three. Where you at? Go. Where you at? Go. I need to see a praise in here. Where you at? Go. I need you to give God glory for your scars. Go. Listen, listen. Say, I'm not ashamed of my scars. So, yes, you approach business differently because you've been scarred, which means you were healed from a wound. So when other people are going in, talking, blah, 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 you're like, mm, I approach it different than that. I have an anointing there. You wouldn't understand. See, I know you want big overhead, but I discovered through my womb to keep the overhead low. So there's a scar that gives me a strength that says keep the cost down so we can keep the impact high. You listen to what I'm saying? All right, all right, all right, all right. This is why you can see fate coming. How you know fate coming? Because I don't see no scars. And if I don't, whoop, and if I don't see no scars, I can see fate coming from a mile. I got a runner right there. I can see fate coming from a mile away. That means you got on some concealer, and I need to see your scars. I don't need you concealing your scars. Look over at somebody. Don't touch them, but just look at them and say, don't be ashamed of your scars. Say, that's where your strength is. Don't you ever let anybody shame you because you scarred. Baby, that means I had a wound that healed. So if you talk about my scars, you're talking about my healing. 
You ready for this? It's about to turn. Okay, if everybody familiar with Denver, we're, we're, about to, we're about to get on 225. And we're about to get on this little piece of 225 where apparently nobody knows that you can drive and you don't have to stop. There's no light there. It's right out there. For my Atlanta family, we're about to, listen, it don't matter any time of the day on the highway. We're about to hit traffic. You ready? Somebody said we're about to hit traffic. But the strength of the scar can have unintended consequences. Where's the scar come from? A healed wound. What's the strength mean? You literally have an anointing there. You have a grace there. But that strength can have an unintended consequence. Say, what is that, Bishop? You don't trust because of fear of that happening again. You don't trust now. You have a strength there, but that strength has an unintended consequence. You don't trust there. I'm going to back it up. See, see how we just hit traffic? See, online they're like, where did noise go? These people were shouting. And all of a sudden, they hit traffic. I knew it was coming. So now that you have strength in relationships, you don't trust in relationships. Because ain't nobody going to do me like that again. Nobody. altar call. All right, listen. Watch me. You, you, have, you have a scar in friendships. But now you don't trust in friendships. Because ain't no friend ever going to do you like that again. It's quiet in the church. You have a scar in a previous marriage. From a previous marriage. But now your current spouse is paying for wounds they never inflicted. Because that is not going to happen again. Where are the honest people at? I know it's the traffic jam. That's okay. I hate traffic, so we're going to clear it up in a minute. <laughs> Just telling you. I can't stand traffic. I don't understand it. That makes sense to me. Drive! <laughs> but I'm just trying to see. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Let's have a parenthetical insertation right here. You would get to where you're going if you stop paying so much attention to what's going on on the side of the road. No, I'm trying to teach you a life principle. Stop getting in everybody else's business and just drop, baby, drive your car and mind your business. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, drive your car and mind your business. See, when people tell me stuff, I'll be like, I don't know nothing about that. Did you hear what happens? I don't know nothing about what you're talking about. Oh, well, we got to keep you up to date. No, I'm driving my car. Because I'm driving my car, I don't know nothing about what anybody else got going on on the side of the road. They stuck on the side of the road, but I'm driving on the road. I wish Christians would start minding their own business and driving their own cars. It's a life principle and a traffic principle. Both of them. All right, here we go. So what types of trust issues can you have? Number one, you don't trust at all. You don't trust nothing. Somebody say, stand up. You're like, mm. you're probably trying to get something from me. You don't trust at all. Here's the second type of trust issue. You don't trust people with you. So like, I can trust up until where I have to depend on you. And I ain't going to be able to do it. I can trust up to I have to take your word for it. Here's the third type of trust issue. You ready? You don't trust you. 
How do you know you don't trust you? Because it takes you 45 minutes to make a two-minute decision. Outside of eating one meal because you only have one meal option after church. Okay. <laughs> it's an inside joke. Okay. Everybody check this out. Everybody check this out. Check this out. It takes you an hour to make a decision that should take two minutes. Because you don't trust you. You don't trust your decision making. You, you don't trust how you handle things. Who am I talking to? Let's be honest. How many of you say one is your predominant issue? Let's go back to number one. Number one, where um, you don't trust at all. Where you at? Okay, thank you for your honesty. All right, number two, where are your hands at? Okay, and online, I need y'all to participate with me. That's where the majority of us are, okay? And then number three, you don't trust you. Let's be honest. All right, here we go. All right, here's the deal. You ready? Say trust issues. Let me show you something. Here's what trust means, all right? We're in this traffic jam still, but it's about to let up. Like we were at a standstill. Now we're going like five miles an hour. But see, if you drive it with me, that five is about to turn into a 45. I'm just telling you, I'm not sitting in this traffic. <laughs> let me find a way through. I will use that turbo and get right on past <laughs> And try to get over in my lane. I will look at you and say. I'm just going to be honest. So if anybody ever tell you, I think I saw your pastor. He was going and said, no, I did. I showed him. I looked at him and said. But you are not getting in this lane. Do you hear me? I got somewhere to go. So I'm just telling you up front. If somebody says that, this is, well, you must have been driving slow. I, he told us he does that. He told us. All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here's what trust means. You ready? Trust means to extend credit to. Wow. So, so let me give you this in, in, in an analogy we can use. Equifax, Experian, TransUnion. Here's what that means. To extend credit to you, it requires a credit check, which means to trust you, I need to trace you. We're going to fix your trust issues today. And I give you incremental increases in credit. Nobody comes in the door at the highest credit limit. Because you have to prove over time that you have the ability to repay. You ready? It's going to make sense in just a minute. All right? Here's the next definition of, 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 of trust. It means assured reliance on. It means I can depend on you. And depend on your what? Your character. That you are who you say you are. You're going to do what you say you're going to do. I can depend and rely on your ability. That means if you tell me you can produce A, you can produce A, and I don't, you don't tell me you can produce A, and then you end up giving me a zebra. Watch me. Assured reliance on your strength, that you have the wherewithal to last. That's trust. That's trust. See, trust says, I know you're going to see it all the way through to the end. Watch me. Or the truth of someone or something. Interesting. All of these definitions of trust require testing. Could it be you don't have a trust issue, you have testing irregularities? Okay, psychology says this. Psychology says there's five things that we need to drive what we do. Come on, we're about to go to 10 miles an hour, okay, because this is too slow for me. I'm saying it jokingly, but I just want to keep you moving with me. All right? All right. Psychology says there's five things. How many things? Five. five things we need to drive what we do. Maslow theorized this, and it's a theory. All right? It's a theory. Um, it says, number one, self-actualization. It means we, we have potential we want to achieve. 
there's creativity in us and growth. Even the least creative person has something creative about them. Okay? Number two, self-esteem. <coughs> prestige. You want to feel some level of prestige. People love hearing their name called. It's quiet. You want somebody to say your name, say your name, right? Accomplishment. We like a feeling of accomplishment, right? That's why when you leave the gym, you take pictures. <sighs> All done. I did that. That's why you finish cleaning your house. You look around and say, whew. Flow so clean, you could eat off this joker. What you talking about? When you when you get your when you get your car wash when you get your car wash watch me it could be forty five degrees outside sunroof back you got the heat on and the sunroof back just driving don't have nowhere to go but you feel accomplished because your ride is clean are you get what I'm saying don't get a new outfit. You going to the mall with nothing to buy. Just walking. Just walking. <laughs> watch me. Watch me. Say accomplishment. <laughs> Importance. We like to feel important. People like to feel important. Right? Okay. Uh, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Dominance. There's some area of your life you like to feel like you dominate. Every single person has that. Right? Every single person has that. And self-respect. Thirdly, physiological needs. Food. We like to eat. Glory. Water. You got quiet there. <laughs> this must be a Kool-Aid drinking experience. <laughs> Let me see what y'all in here drinking. All right, Pepsi? Father, I pray healing right now. Coca-Cola? Glory to God. Now, I don't drink any of it anymore, but just a second. Okay, right, Kool-Aid? Couple? Country Time Lemonade? Well, what are y'all drinking then? I didn't think Oh, oh, I, f I forgot where I live. Chai tea with a little. <laughs> I forgot. Y'all forgive me. Y'all forgive me. Please forgive me. Coffee? Tea? Assorted beverages where you probably are not pronouncing the title correctly? All right. I forgot. I forgot. Y'all forgive me. <laughs> you can't just get arrowhead water. No. You want your water to be smart. <laughs> you can't just drink water from a regular container. No, they got to sell it to you in a glass. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, warmth, rest, air, and sleep. Okay, We need those things. Right? All right, here's, here's, here's the fourth area. Safety. We want to feel safe. So we like security. We like safety. Here's this next one. Listen to this. Freedom from fear. That's deep. Because we will gravitate what removes the feeling of fear. Watch me. Even if it's wrong. What do you mean, Bishop? You will stay in a bad friendship because at least you know what to expect because you don't have to fear the unknown. We like stability. We like order, especially those of you who are against organized religion. 
me tell you why that makes no sense. You don't like a disorganized target. You don't like a disorderly Neiman's. You don't like a disorderly Saks. You don't like a disorderly Nordstrom. Could you imagine just walking in the store and they're just saying, it's all in here. No, because some of you, you need to share this right now because you have family members. I just don't do organized religion. Let me help. Let me help you. Let me help you. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's not the real issue. You have a trust issue. You trust your stuff instead of the God that gave you the stuff. Because you would not go into a Nordstrom and say, this $100 shirt is just laying up under here. It's in there. Could you imagine walking into a disorderly store? Um, I'm looking. I'm looking for uh, some of the latest uh, fashions. I'm trying to not say brands. Right? And so you walk in there, and like it's over there. Have a good day. You're not gonna walk me over there. You, you're not gonna. So I'm supposed to dig through all of these clothes to find it. You wouldn't even take that from the dollar store. Because let me tell you, there's something in there that's awesome. Which can clean the mountains, clean the valleys, hide you from the rain, however the song goes. You wouldn't take that. Where's the awesome cleaner? It's over there next to the eggs. Somewhere back there. The eggs. I, just, I need you to catch this out because here's the deal. Here's the deal. We like order, it's especially those who rebel against it. They like it the most. They like it the most. There's too much structure over there. No, you like it the most. You ready? All right, here we go. Here's the last one. Here's the last one. Belongingness and love. Here we go. We're about to go to 10 miles an hour. We like intimate relationships, and intimacy doesn't mean sex. Intimate means where we can let down our guard, where we can let down, where people say, let your hair down. Or just let your soul glow. Listen. We like intimate relationships. You like people you can call and just go. And they don't look at you differently. Okay. Friends. How many of us have friends? Listen. Giving affection. We like to give affection. You ready? And being part of a group. Even for people who say, I'm just to myself. You still, even if you're that type of person, there's a part of you that in belongingness and love, you like the concept of a group. You like the concept of a group. Even if you're sitting by yourself in the room, you're just sitting back tickled by everybody else in the room. You sitting there by yourself just watching. <laughs> but this my people though. And Harvest, you better know you got you a family in Harvest. Digitally, Denver, and soon to be Atlanta. Wherever we are gathered, even if you like being to yourself, that's fine. Just look at one of your brothers and sisters in Christ and just be like. <laughs> but that's my people. So here we go. You want to know something interesting about these five things that Maslow theorized? All of these require trust. 
So you can't even get what you need if you don't trust. And if any one of these areas is lacking, then it reflects in your actions. Y'all with me? All right, here we go. James 5, 16. Look at this. Therefore, confess your sins to one another. Mistakes. And what have we learned in the series so far? That the mistakes that we often make are in how we handle our wounds. He says, therefore, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another. Say the last part with me. That you may be healed. This also requires trust. Now, he wasn't saying go up and tell everybody everything. This is why there's some stuff you say, mm, probably not for you. All right? Look at this. And he says, the only way, everybody listen to me, because we're going to get you healed in these trust issues today. Like, we're not doing this tomorrow. We're, we're not. We're not doing this tomorrow. We've got to move on. You're not doing this a year from today. You are not going to be stuck in this six months from now. Come on, I need you to go back up. Come on, let's go to about 35 down the highway. Let's get up out of this traffic jam. Open up your mouth and say, and my next 12. They'll be my best 12. Like, we're not doing this come April. We're not doing this come May. Say, I'm not doing this after today. This refers to trust issues. Take this out. He says, the only way you get healed is you got to open your mouth and say something which requires trust. So now here's how the enemy does. He, he gets you in a cycle. Because if you never trust, you can never heal, so you stay stuck in a cycle. Because to get healed, I got to say something. But I don't want to say nothing. I don't trust anybody. If I don't trust anybody, I stay wounded. If I stay wounded, then I don't trust. And now, here you are going in circles your whole life. Who can be honest right here? Let's have an honest moment, and then we're about to go full speed on the highway. You ready? Who can be honest that some area of your life has been in that cycle where you don't trust, you don't heal, you don't trust, you don't heal. Okay, all right, thank you. All right, here's the deal. Say that's over. Uh-uh. 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 If you can't hear your row after you say this, can I ask you to please step up? I know we got a social physical distance, but can I ask you to stand up and just find you another seat down here? I need you to hear your role say this. Say, that's over. You ain't gonna keep me in no cycle. You ain't gonna keep me in no spin cycle. You ain't gonna keep me not trusting. And the rest of my days will be the best of my days. Come on, somebody say, that's over. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Come on, Harvest Channel. Somebody say, that's over. Come on, Periscope. You got a few days left on you. Say, that's over. So here it is. Let me show you how we're going to end it right here. We ain't just going to say it. I'm going to walk you through it. I said this once. I'm going to say it twice so you, it sticks with you. Here it is. You don't have a trust issue. You have testing irregularities. What does that mean? You remember a year ago um, when coronavirus was first, first you know, I don't want to use the term emerging because that suggests something good, but when it was becoming more known. And remember that they said, well, this test, and then they said, well, this test ain't accurate, but try this test. 
And they're like, well, that ain't working, so let's come over here. They're like, well, how you feel? You feel all right? Everything good? When there's irregularities in testing, you ready for this? Please listen to me. Some people will get a false positive. There are some people you've given a false positive to because there were irregularities in how you tested people before you trusted people. There were some people you gave a false negative to because there were irregularities. And there's certain people you canceled that you shouldn't have canceled because they were the real deal. They were the Coca-Cola, but you so used to Shasta, you couldn't tell the difference. I don't know if they make that anymore. You get what I'm saying? They were Fruit Loops, but you so used to the bagged Fruitanglios, which do taste different. I don't care what they tell you. I ain't had them in years, but I know they taste different. Y'all ready? Here we go. I'm going to show you how to do it, and then we're out of here. I got, I, I'm out of time, so let's go. Let's <laughs> see, I got four minutes. I don't have four minutes. I have negative nine. Listen. Jeremiah 9, 4. Now, listen to this. This is God speaking. And I want you to see how God handles where there's a trust issue. Y'all with me? Jeremiah 9, 4. Let everyone beware of his neighbor and put no trust in any brother. For every brother is a deceiver and every neighbor goes out as a slander. What's that? A malicious gossip. They sit up to learn your business to go tell your business. That's slander. Verse 5. Everyone deceives his neighbor, and no one speaks the truth. They have taught their tongue to speak lies. That's deep. He says, you've taught yourself to be a good lie. Wow. They weary themselves committing iniquity. They said they've taught themselves to be liars, and she's just practicing what's in her bloodline. Iniquity means generational sin. He's just practicing what's in his bloodline. She's just practicing what's in her bloodline. Look at verse 7, and here it is. Say, I don't have a trust issue. I had, I had testing irregularities. You ready for this? You test before you trust. You test before you trust. I'm going to say it a third time. You test before you trust. Can I say it a fourth time? You test before you trust. Let's go a fifth time. You test before you trust. All right, here we go. Verse 7. Therefore says the Lord of hosts. This is God speaking this whole seri- sequence of verses I've given you. Lord of hosts means the God that fights for us. You ready for this? Look what he says. Behold, I will refine them and test them. This is what God says. What else can I do? Because of my people. You missed it, so I'm going to back the thing up. God says, the only thing I can do is refine them and test them. If God's only option to trust people is to refine people and test people, why do you think you the people whisperer? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Well, oh, I'm just such a good judge of character. No, you're not. No, stop deceiving yourself. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'll test before I trust. This, God says, this is my only option. Do you see? Are you looking on the screen? Because some of y'all look at me like it ain't behind me. I just, I just I keep looking to make sure it's still back there. God says, what else can I do? What else can I do? What else can I do? What, what, el- what, what am I supposed to do? 
Look what he says. So here's the first two words. Here's what you're going to do from this day forward. Say, I don't have a trust issue. I had testing irregularities. So here's what refine means. Please pay attention to this, and then we're going to go up in the spirit, and we're going to do it fast, okay? Here we go. Refine means I'm going to cast them. Here's the question. Are they a fit? Caster has two meanings. One means to cast them for a role in the movie called your life. Do you know how to play this role? Because if you're supposed to be the funny man, I can't have you come in here crying all the time. If you're supposed to be my friend, I don't have time to keep checking behind you. Lot's wife got messed up, if you read your Bible, not because she looked behind herself, but because she kept looking behind who she married. She couldn't trust who she got married to. She looked behind his back, the Bible says. Still with me? Okay, here's the second meaning of cast. It's like think of a, a metal object that's being cast. You pour the metal so that to see if it's cast. So, so, so here's what God says. God says, I cast them. Are they a fit? Because if they're not a fit, I refuse to be frustrated. Let me tell you where we run into a lot of trust issues. You ready? They're not a fit. And you force it. You wanted them to be your business partner so bad, and they can't do business. But you like the suits they wear. They talk a good game. They can sell ice to an Eskimo in the middle of a blizzard. You hear what I'm saying? And you just, you just wow, my God, my God. Problem is, they're not good at business. So, watch me. He says, cast them and then try them. Check this out. He says, I'm going to try you. Let me, let me, let me have this. Uh, all right, let me get it. There's a 10 there. Come on, y'all better. So, this is why the people of Harvest are blessed. And, and let me, and I'll get the one. I right, said, so here, here's what we do. You ready? I like how the eagle baits. How does the eagle bait? The eagle's like, uh-uh. I like it. The eagle's like, Listen, let me help you understand something. I'm an eagle, not no chicken. We celebrate eagles. We eat chickens. I'm finna have one after church today. I ain't never seen eagle on the menu. <laughs> you got to stop letting some people put you on their menu thinking they're going to do you like they did somebody else. Come on. I like how the eagle dates. Because it teaches a lesson about, let me have the verse. It teaches a lesson about trying. It teaches a lesson about trying people. Try. Try literally means let me see what you can be trusted with. So, ego, so here's what she'll do. Here's what she'll do. Here's what she'll do. It's really amazing. What she'll do is she'll come low. Now, what's way up here? Way up at the top of the cliff in her nest are her eaglets. Which, let, me, let me help you understand something. The more you acquire and the more you have to protect, the more important it is for you to test before you trust. See, and for some of you, watch me, you have more now than you've ever had to protect in your life, which means it's important that you deal with these trust issues and that you test people properly. Why? Because you got something to lose now. You didn't have as much to protect last year, but I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Come on, y'all say, I got something to protect now. And this is more than just stuff. Oh, God, we're not ground up in stuff. This is my peace. This is my self-esteem. This is your joy. This is your relationship with the Lord. Open your mouth and say, I have something to protect now. So the eaglet, God, dog, I got to hurry up. So the eaglet, what should do? To come low. All right? And he's like, listen, baby, you ain't never met an eagle like me. 
You know, I'm the best eagle out there. You know what I'm saying? You got to lead them zeros. Give it to the superhero. You know what I'm saying? You know, you're running that good game on it. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, that's cute. She comes low. Y'all see what I got? She comes low. She, she, she's like, okay, let me drop a twig. And if you can catch that twig midair, you might be trustworthy. But I'm still going to try you. Because the twig doesn't carry the same weight as my eaglets. The twig doesn't carry the same weight as what's in my nest. This doesn't carry the same weight as what I have to possess. This doesn't carry the me I had to rebuild myself into. You. This is bigger than dating. This is a principle for life. So then, so then, she's like, okay, that's nice. That's cute. Cute. So then she comes a little higher. This is a 10. She comes a little higher. She drops a bigger. Now, now she drops a, 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 a heavier, a little bit more of a branch. A little higher. She drops it. He can get that. She's like, okay, you're good. Here's the deal. If someone's never dealt with someone that tests people before they trust them, you too guarded. You want too much out of people. Y'all ain't gonna say that to me. What's wrong with you? Y'all ain't Some of you, watch me, you make poor decisions because of the pressure other people put on you to give them an access to you that they have not yet proven they've earned. Y'all ain't gonna say that. Right? But make sure you're not doing that to people. Because sometimes we'll think that people should automatically trust us. So then, baby girl comes all the way up here. And she doesn't bring them to the nest. That's a revelation for somebody. But she brings it to the same height as her nest. And she finds the biggest branch she can fit. And she takes it high with her talons rather, and she takes it high, she drops it from way up high. That's a 20. She says, now if you can get that, you now qualify to be trusted with what's in my nest. But I ain't willing to go through all of that. Well, then you ain't willing to get that. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Well, I'm not, I'm not willing to sit and go through your process. If you can't respect my process, then you cannot possess what it is that you came into my life to get access. Say, I don't have trust issues. I have, I had testing irregularities. Do, do you just show up and throw up with new friends? Or do you say, let me just make sure I'm not suspicious, I'm just acting like God. I don't think anything negative or bad about it. I'm not going into this with a negative mentality. In fact, my prayer is, is that you're amazing. But I gotta trust. Gotta test, rather. So look at this last word, then test them. L listen to these definitions, stay with me. Look at this, examine, say examine. This, this means, y'all ready for me? Y'all ready for me? Notice what I said, not this, but me. Y'all ready for me? You can't become a doctor without an exam. You can't become a lawyer without an exam. Why is it whenever there's an examination, we take a negative mentality about it? Do you want a doctor working on you who they just trust that he know what he's doing? Could you imagine? Could you imagine a mechanic and he's like, I didn't graduate from none of my classes. 
but trust me, I know what I'm doing. And they get in the car talking about, we finna change this oil. And they pop the trunk. Like, what are you popping the trunk for? The oil's not back there. Oh, uh, shoot, oops. No, just imagine what you would do at that moment. What would most of us do at that moment? Hey, look at the time. Uh, let's make, let me reschedule this appointment. Because if you don't know, watch me, where the issue is. If you don't know where the issue needs to be fixed, I have no business letting you fix on my car. Say exam. Then prove. Say tempt. Well, this is good. How do you know you're dealing with a loyal person? They've been tempted with disloyalty. See, some people, it's not that they're loyal, they're just untempted. Because the moment temptation comes to be disingenuous to you, they're going to walk the other way. I got to finish because I'm out of time. Try. Somebody say try. Look at this last definition. Trial. God says put them on trial. Stop. Wait a minute. Listen. You know what we don't do when we meet people? Finish this. I'm going to be out of here because I'm out of time. Like, this is going to be the fastest altar call ever. I'm going to speak in tongues. I hope y'all can interpret. I'm just going to be like, hey, Kitty, I'm trying to listen to something. Amen. You ready? You ready for this? Here's what we do when we meet people. Hi, I'm Bishop Foreman. Good to meet you. Let me tell you about me. You know, when I was 12, and, uh, let me just, uh, and, just, uh, and then, you know, I've been running for Jesus for a mighty long time. But, oh, hey, but I'm still running. And God's got a miracle with my name on it, you know. And this, and this is my family. Let me show you my family. Look at my family. And look at all this. And look, that's my family. Look at that. And that's my money. That's how much I make. That's where I live. Uh-huh. That's where I went to school. That's all my business. Uh-huh. That's all of my business. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's all my business. Yeah, that's how I used to date. Yeah, let me tell you about that. Woo-wee. Look at that. Man, man, yeah, look at all that. Yeah, that's all of my business. Yeah, man. Good meeting you, man. Good meeting you, man. Good meeting you, man. Good meeting you. You didn't put them through any type of questions. I don't even know his name. But he knows all of my business. And now, watch me. Now when he takes what he was writing down, and then now he wounds you with it. Here's what you're talking about. Can't believe this. This why I don't trust nobody. Sir. Ma'am. We don't have a trust problem. You never put him on trial. You never asked anything. You didn't ask one question. And when you met him, all you did was talk. You did, it's, it, I know it's so quiet. I told him to stop playing. I know it's like, y'all like don't know what to do with this much silence in the building. Like, you about to have a moment of worship? I don't know. That's all right, I'm going to take you up in a second. Here we go, 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 here we go. If God says to know whether or not I can trust you, I put you on trial. And I start asking you questions. So you're going to leave me now? This is what God asks you. 
So I got like, so it's rough now. So you're gonna leave me like all the rest of them suckers I made famous? Come on here. I, <laughs> God starts, he puts you on trial. That's what he did with Peter. The Bible says Satan desires to sift you like wheat. He wants to put you on trial. And you know what Jesus says? I didn't interrupt the trial, nor did I say stop the trial. I just prayed that your faith wouldn't fail you while you were in the trial. Because Peter, here we go, we're going up. You are about to lead my church. And Peter, I need to know I can trust you with my sheep. I need to know I can trust you with my church. So I have to put you on trial and let life interrogate you. Let life ask you some questions. And if you're still standing after that, I can trust you. If you're still rolling with me after that, I can trust you. Everybody open up your mouth and say, and my next 12, they'll be my best 12. I'm going to test first before I trust. You ought to release a praise right there. Come on, 915. Come on, 915. Listen. Listen. I test before I trust. The trials you go through are God saying if he can trust you. Or you may say all kind of crazy stuff in your head. But then at the end of the day, you show up and get the job done. Say, Lord, you can trust me. Say, I trust you. Him say from this day forward, I recognize I've never really had trust issues, I've had testing irregularities. But today, come on, 915. But today, if you're watching online or you're in this building, you're not a Christian, today is your day. Number one, if you need to become a Christian, today's your day. 2,000 years ago, God died so that you and I could have life and life more abundantly. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, today's your day to come back to the Lord. And third and finally, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. Wherever you're at, in this building or online, in the building, I'm going to ask you to wave your hand at me. Online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji or simply type these two words. It's me. And come with Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, I'll be sure. One, God's coming to get you today. No guilt, no condemnation, no sin. One, two, three. If that's you, just respond. And you your hands up. Online, say, it's me, or do that hand wave emoji. Everybody pray this with me real quickly. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief and because of this confession. If this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. Thank you that today I was able to put a period on trust issues. I found out I don't have them like I thought I did. Say there's freedom now because I don't have trust issues. I'll test better so I can trust better. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, text the word decision to 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word DECISION to 55498 to let us know about your decision and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. The rest of your life will be the best of your life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. 
One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. 